Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we have part four, well, the first part of chapter four of A Voyage to Lilliput. This one's a bit of a long chapter, so we're going to split it in half, and we're going to pick up immediately with our traveler as he decides how best to handle the warring fleet. This is A Voyage to Lilliput, part four. It was not long before I communicated to His Majesty the plan I formed for seizing the enemy's whole fleet. The Empire of Belfuscu is an island parted from Lilliput by only a channel 800 yards wide. I consulted the most experienced seamen on the depth of the channel and they told me that in the middle, at high water, it was 70 glumgloffs, about 6 feet of European measure. I walked towards the coast where, lying down behind a hillock, I took out my spyglass and viewed the enemy's fleet at anchor, about fifty men of war and other vessels. I then came back to my house and gave orders for a great quantity of the strongest cables and bars of iron. The cable was about as thick as a pack thread, and the bars of the length and size of a knitting needle. I troubled the cable to make it stronger, and for the same reason twisted three of the iron bars together, bending the ends into a hook. Having thus fixed fifty hooks to as many cables, I went back to the coast and taking off my coat, shoes, and stockings, walked into the sea in my leather jacket about half an hour before high water. I waded with what haste I could, swimming in the middle about thirty yards till I felt ground, and thus arrived at the fleet in less than half an hour. The enemy was so frightened when they saw me that they leaped out of their ships and swam ashore, where they could not be the fewer than thirty thousand. Then, fastening a hook to the hole at the prow of each ship, I tied all the cords together at the end. Meanwhile, the enemy discharged several thousand arrows, many of which stuck in my hands and face. My greatest fear was for my eyes, which I should have lost had I not suddenly thought of the pair of spectacles which had escaped the emperor's searchers. These I took out and fastened upon my nose, and thus armed, went on with my work in spite of the arrows, many of which struck against the glasses of my spectacles, but without any other effect than slightly disturbing them. Then, Taking the knot in my hand, I began to pull, but not a ship would stir, for they were too fast held by their anchors. Thus, the boldest part of my enterprise remained. Letting go the cord, I resolutely cut with my knife the cables that fastened the anchors, receiving more than two hundred shots in my face and hands. Then I took again the knotted end of the cables to which my hooks were tied, and with great ease drew fifty of the enemy's largest men of war after me. When the Blefuscudians saw the fleet moving in order and me pulling at the end, they set up a scream of grief and despair that it was impossible to describe. When I had got out of danger, I stopped a while to pick out the arrows that stuck in my hands and face and rubbed on some of the same ointment that was given me at my arrival. I then took off my spectacles, and after waiting about an hour, till the tide was a little fallen, I waded on to the royal port of Lilliput. The emperor and his whole court stood on the shore awaiting me. They saw the ships move forward in a large half-moon, but could not discern me, who in the middle of the channel was under water up to my neck. The emperor concluded that I was drowned and that the enemy's fleet was approaching in a hostile manner. But it was soon set at ease, for as the channel, growing shallower every step I made, I came in a short time within hearing, and holding up the end of the cable by which the fleet was fastened, I cried in a loud voice, Long live the most puissant emperor of Lilliput. The prince received me at my landing with all possible joy, 
and made me a nardle on the spot, which is the highest title of honor among them. And that is the end of this part of Chapter 4 of A Voyage to Lilliput. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Projects, and you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.